Hello, everyone, and welcome to the commentary for the Kingry Season 7, Episode 8, Queen Takes Pawn, 50 Moves to Go. I'm your director, Dave Morgan. With me is the newest member of our writing staff, Catherine Pride. Hello, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you all recognize Kat's voice from Tithia for the past seven seasons, but now she's joined us on the writing staff. I'm sure, at this point. It's nice not to be the newest person on on the staff anymore, at least. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, is this a little There's weird? no hazing involved, is there? Because um, if there is, I might need to rethink this. <laughs> well, we'll talk about that later after we record it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, is this a little weird for you, uh, going from writing and directing and being in control of everything to just being part of the staff of the writers? Uh, uh, yes and no. Um, what the chatter was. You know, this isn't the first time where I worked on a project where I was just a writer. Um, there were other projects for Pendant right, um, right. that I did work on as a as a writer or, or or both writer and director, but really just kind of doing background work. Um, right. But this is definitely the first time that I've been part of such a, a large roundtable writing group, and um, and especially where you know I have to do two episodes a year mm-hmm. and. Especially since this one, I came in in the middle of a season, so I didn't have any. I did. I did not have the benefit of having helped plan this season, but uh, I was lucky in that half the season was already written, so I <laughs> had a lot had to, to go off of. Jump to start in, off. And... yeah, yeah. But what's what's stranger for me is just that I've been playing Tithiers, and I've known all these characters for mm. so long um, that I. Jeffrey, you know, sent me the email and said, would you be interested? Because, you know, he and I had talked and years ago. I, I told him, you know, I would totally do this, but I'm so busy. And so if you ever if you ever have an opportunity, just let me know and I'll probably jump. And that was exactly what happened. There I just freaked out. I was like, yes, yes, yay. I'll do it. Yes. Oh, my God. I will do it. Yay. And, and as soon as I said yes, and I got my first outline. I went, oh, God, this is real. I have to do this now. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how I felt when I got the first script at the beginning of the season. I was like, eh, it's real. Yeah, pretty, yeah. I was like, oh, no, I have to be responsible for more than my character's right. development. Right. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, dear. And with Avalon, you know, I so it was crafted in my head. Right. Kingery is much more fly by the seat of your pants, which is yes. nice. I like it. It's very different. Very cool. Of course, we're talking all over um, Maddie and Brannis' scene here. Uh, yeah, but it's, I mean, it's it's sass and snark and then exposition, so right. I don't feel too but, bad. Yeah, no, um, but, you know. It's awesome yeah. because I just love hearing Alicia play uh, mm-hmm. Madeline. Um, but, uh, and this, this scene is a lot of fun in general, mm-hmm. but um, uh, this was definitely one of those scenes where I looked at it and went, oh, it's exposition. I have to get to the end of the scene and drop <laughs> these particular points of information. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, no. Uh, but, you know, it's important information. Some of this is we're setting up, you know, where the police are from here, what what the situation is with her and Tommy after oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. the the bomb that was dropped. I think it was last episode where she said she loved him. Or was it that two episodes ago? I don't know. They've all run together at this point. <laughs> uh, we don't know. We'll look it up in post, folks. That's right. <laughs> if I'm wrong, I'll just edit that out. But, uh, there nah, you go. Yeah. Leave it. It's fine. Um, uh, but yeah, no, it, I actually got very lucky because so much of this episode is very um, information drop mm-hmm. and, and a lot of setup as we hit the final, you know, since we're in the, you know, getting ready for right. the final four. Um, and so it was really nice. 
yeah. nice because I kind of got that last episode before everything starts to really snowball. Um, and it gave me a chance to kind of ease in with all the characters now yeah, and then kind of get, get used to right now. Having, having a right breather people. going here, just kind of after all the things that the wedding last episode and uh, the things you've got coming up, kids, uh, <laughs> we need to breathe your episode. We just got the script for the fi- finale and uh, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I can now say as both an actor and a writer i'm freaking excited man me too, me <laughs> was, too. fun to record let's put it that way <laughs> oh i love this scene oh i love this uh major this this was one of those things where um nobody explicitly told me to write them flirty but uh i kind of looked at the previous episodes and went so I wrote them like that. If you guys don't like it, let me know. But I just felt like writing them like that. And it stuck. It, it, it stuck around. I'm, I'm sure there's some cager shippers out there somewhere that would definitely be interested in this. Or Mage Lock. I don't know. I like I like both. But I, I think Mage Lock sounds really cool. Because yeah, it right. sounds like a, like, a, like a Terminator 80s exploitation film. Mage Lock. Exactly. <laughs> this time it's personal. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But yeah, and I love, um, of course, M as Major has always done a great job, and John has really brought a, a great uh, new uh, look on K-Lock, and I've really enjoyed having him as a major character this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really, you know, K-Lock is one of those characters that, um, you know, I I really liked when we got to hear him, mm-hmm. and so the opportunity to write him was just really cool for me. Um, you know, I was already excited to write all of the characters that I knew um, right. as being key key players but um so what i didn't expect was some of the some of the characters that i wound up getting to write i was like i didn't think i'd enjoy having to write the scene as much and then i was like this is way more fun than i thought it was going to be because about how the scene was going to be to write i wasn't mm-hmm. thinking about the fact that i was also getting to write k-lock or brannis <laughs> and it's really kind of cool yeah all these little characters that we've kind of brought a little more to the forefront this season yes definitely and, of course, we have uh, Renee and Edward as Socks and Asa being all ooey-gooey over there. This was such a difficult scene to write. Yeah. Such a difficult scene to write. Because <laughs> they were like, you got to be like, really, you got to do this, and you got to do this. And there's a lot of layers of the scene. And I'm like, could you just like let me write it? That would be awesome, please. Like, let, let me do it. I, I, just let me do it. Let me, let me do it, and then we'll talk about if I got on the mark or not. <laughs> let me write it, and then we'll do some... Then we'll do some editing after I write it the first time. Exactly. Uh, little sneaky music Come in the on. background. Yes. That's one thing that's been fun is just getting to really dig into Kevin McLeod's stuff for, for the music this season. I found some really yeah. fun stuff. And, uh, yes, his catalog is quite spectacular. <laughs> I hope that sounded gooey enough. It did. I just imagine Major just totally splattering him against the wall behind her and then just kind of he drips down onto her. Yep, yep, pretty much. That was how it was in my head. Yeah. Uh, and there he is being all flirty again. And I made that up. Yes. Well, you know. I totally made that up. What's so the thing? We don't know anything about no, Kayla. He totally made that up. I don't know. Yeah, possible. Entirely possible. Oh, and now we get some drama going in here. I bring in the little hypnosis creepy music I've been using for hypnotized socks all season. We'll be hearing it much more. I think we've got a couple more. It was really tough to write. Yeah. By the way, I had 
and look okay so here's the thing too because like i love socks i really do oh, I, yeah. I freaking love socks and i was so excited for the chance to write socks when jeffrey first told me and then i got the script and i was like you gotta be kidding me it's the one script i'm gonna get for this season and she's acting all weird dang it and i don't know french <laughs> uh, that's okay I, you could have written whatever you wanted i wouldn't have known any difference anyway <laughs> uh. This is fun to kind of do a little bit of action-y sequence here as Major's running after the transport, which is already taking off. Yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, I love the music cue. That totally works. Yeah, I, I don't remember which one it is, but yeah, that was a fun. I like, I haven't gotten to use a lot of the really action-y music cues yet. I've had a lot of noir and kind of devious dark stuff, but that's one of the few really action-y cues I've gotten to use so far. Note so. to self, write Dave an entire season of action next year so he <laughs> hates everybody. No, I, I'm already there. I've, I've seen the next few scripts. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh. was reprogrammed. And yeah. thank you for joining us, K-Lock. <laughs> yes. He was a little distracted, yeah. you know, because yeah, Major. Major. Well, you know, who wouldn't be, you know? Exactly. It, it's Major. She, she's a tank. <laughs> uh, and now we go to the, as it's written here, Tech Chamber of Doom. Yeah. I wish I could take credit for that, but I can't. Yeah, but, you know. What's funny is the time you give there for Croc, <gasps> it's almost yes. the exact length of the episode. Oh, that's awesome! And that's completely... Completely by accident. Completely 150% by accident. Total BS. Yeah, hey, <laughs> I just picked a number. And it works. That's fantastic. I think actually at one point it was, and I had to edit something out, so it's not quite. But, but um, oh, and who's this playing Tithia? Hmm. <gasps> I don't know. Mayhaps she could be a writer on the show. I don't know. It sounds vaguely familiar, but a little filtered. I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> Uh, of course, yourself as Tithia, James Rossi, James Rossi as Proc, yes. and uh, Harry Whittle as Hooks. All right. Yeah, yeah, she was totally being a snot in this line. God, I love writing this character. <laughs> well, that's the thing. You, you've been doing her for seven years, so you've got, if there's anybody you've got a hook on, <laughs> yes. her, it, it's her. Yes, and I will say say that this was the fastest and easiest scene to write the, when I wrote my first when I wrote this episode this right. was like the moment I saw what we were working on in this episode and I saw it and the outline has a scene be very kind of like like the outline's very to the point so mm -hmm. Jeff, Jeffrey gives us a lot of room to kind of move around so um, so I knew I had room to kind of expand and play with the scene and the moment I started writing it I was like well I know where this is going and I just wrote the whole scene <laughs> and actually the final version of this is toned down for my first draft. Oh. I, my first draft, she was being much more petulant and snotty, and we kind of toned it down because we wanted to. We wanted to take the character in a slightly, the di slightly different direction. I had yeah. just if I had let the scene get away from me. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, that happens. Uh, but yeah, and of course, this is what Tithy does best: is monologue. Yes. So, angrily monologue. Yeah, she's she loves to just kind of like data dump on people, right? Like both actual sciencey data. And they're just like, emotions. <laughs> but, yeah, she, the, girl, the girl's been through a lot this season. So, you know, you yes, kind of do yes. have to. You know, and she's also, she's also feeling 
very abandoned right, right now. And I, you know, hopefully that c- comes through in this right. episode. Yeah, but um, this was the episode where I got to kind of, kind of, and that was that was kind of the cool thing about being the writer on this episode was, you know, for a long long time I've played Tithia with a lot of internal dialogue and internal mm-hmm. emotion that doesn't always get explicitly. T- talked about in the show because right. I'm just an actor. I'm not the writer. Right. And so this was kind of nice because it kind of gave me the opportunity to take a little bit, just a tiny bit of what I normally internalize as an actor and, and give her a chance to vocalize, which was really cool. Um, uh, you know, I hadn't, I, 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 um, I hadn't been able to do that in a, let's just say in a long time. Right. Um, it's been a long time since I've been able to kind of do that with a, with a character. So yeah. very cool. And, and I also job. get to give Proc a really good zinger. So yeah, he gets a good too. zinger, and, and Hooks gets some really good, really take yeah. down the father figure role here, too. Oh, yeah. A lot more than, and she's letting him, too. That's, that's yeah. the part, too. So I think we're going to really see a good change in their uh, dynamic from here on out in the next season. Yes. Oh, Tommy just said my favorite line in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> we're basically. Thank you all for like, comes in to talk to him, and he's just like, dude, if I want to hear from you, I'll ask you a question. Sit the hell down. <laughs> Yeah, that's another one where I, I'm sure I had about right. 20 different versions of that line from, from Pete. So. I'm not surprised. Uh, he, he is our fun ad lib. Pete's like made of sarcasm and sass and, and disgruntledness. That's if, all it is. If only we had some characters that would let him let that out. You know? Oh, I know, right? Because, you know, Tommy's such a ray of freaking sunshine. That's right. <laughs> uh, and I love the little kind of jazzy music he's got playing on his radio just yes ma- mainly because i needed something to kind of fill the silence a little more for a while but it's a nice touch. yeah and we've had that in his office before you know some little music going on which usually ends up in whatever's playing the music getting broken as we'll see in a minute <laughs> uh, uh, also this was a freaking difficult scene to write because this was like you know, I'm supposed to be tying together all this stuff that's been happening all season mm-hmm. and dumping new information. And I'm like, I don't know any of this. I'm just winging it, guys. Just, just, here we go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, here's and I'm Anna. pretty sure my exact thought process behind it was, whatever, Pete will make it sound good. So <laughs> yes. it's fine. <laughs> Pete says something snarky. We'll just put that in the script from now pretty on. Pretty much. <laughs> We should have done. It's been yeah. like, and then Pete ad-libs the whole scene right. here. Have fun, buddy. <laughs> Love you. Yes. <laughs> and it still, it always manages to work out where even with people who follow the script directly, I can make it work. So Yes. Yeah. Da, da, da. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I was getting to that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that. I like that. Major got to have the very um, Agatha Christie role in this particular episode. Mm -hmm. So, my favorite and most annoyed things about Agatha Christie mysteries is that the way that she solves a mystery is that you can't possibly solve the mystery Mm -hmm. before the 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 main hero because there's some stupid piece of information that's not going to get released until literally the last like two seconds of the book uh, and it's right like you know the, big... the random courier shows up from london and gives Poro a telegram kind of thing and and that was kind of major here she just kind of like yeah. barged in and was like i have information Don't, look at uh, me go uh, <sighs> but that's okay yes uh, it's frantic yet calm at the same time here yeah tommy trying Her... to maintain control while 
Major's wow. Yeah. No, I really like I really like the way M pulled this off because yes. it, it it came out exactly the way I wanted it to be. So way to go, M. I should yeah. know that you got her down, obviously, yes. but um. It's really it's weird because I know all the voices in my head right. from so many episodes. Right. So when I start writing, I know who I'm writing for, and I'm just sitting there going, "Gosh, I really hope this works for them." <laughs> yep. Or not. <gasps> da, da, da. Yep. Everybody else figures out what we've Shut known. Shut your mouth. <laughs> and once again, we make the comment: you know, she looks just like Emily. Yes. You know, when she was younger, so. <laughs> Deaf sons of bitches. Oh god. <laughs> of course, I believe love major. It sounds like the sh- transport was already taking off when she started running that way, but you know, she tried. That's the important thing. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's that whole thing of of she was trying to get them to stop the transport by either ordering the transport back or shutting, you know, you know, uh, shutting whatever docking docking gate they right. had, stuff like that. And she was like. Although I'm sure Major would have tried to just grab onto it if she could have, but that would have <laughs> right. been a bad she idea. She would have pulled it down with her bare hands. Exactly. <laughs> that was so much fun to write. <laughs> oh. Whatever. <laughs> Go for it, Tommy. <laughs> Break it. Why not? And and Pete does pangry so well. Pain and anger. Yep. <laughs> Which is why I wrote it for him. Exactly. I was like, I'm not even going to bother to hold back on that one. I'm just going to do it. Just do it. We need a little more violence in this episode. Yes. <laughs> Things were too nice. Nobody Things... beat the hell out of each other no, or, no. or killed anybody. We got to do something. We had the lovey-dovey moments with, you know, everybody, and now we have that. Yep. And, of course, now Madeline joins the party. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Nice callback there from uh, a couple episodes ago after she came to his his hospital room with a bandaged hand. You're welcome. <laughs> Those ones are kind of effortless, too. Yeah. When he does it so blatantly and right. when it's, it happens so blatantly. Mm-hmm. It helps. I'm, I'm a huge continuity wonk like that. I love little callbacks like that all the time. So. Well, seeing as <laughs> how I had to read the last seven episodes yeah. before I could even write this one. Yeah, that's true. Um, I, the last seven episodes of continuity was very clear in my head, so it yes. was really easy to do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so descriptive and such a great response there. <laughs> oh, one of the best things about writing this show. So, okay, so as someone who wrote a PG-13 show for mm-hmm. 50 very long episodes, it is mm-hmm. so wonderful to do the fantastically colorful profanity yes. that is is on the carry. I can't describe to anybody how liberating that fucking is. I love it. <laughs> oh, it's just great. I love it. It's like I always tell people, and if you're gonna if you're gonna use more profanity in a in a take and an ad lib, I may be more more swerving towards using that one. There is a there is an episode coming up where Tithia has a line that was very simple, and it, I finally. Sent when I sent in my writer's uh, notes to Jeffrey on the episode, I finally said, "Just so you know, I know it doesn't say this, but I'm gonna be adding the word fucking in this in this take. So you might just want to be aware of that." So I get the final take of the script, and he has changed it to blah 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 fucking blah. <laughs> I'm like, all right, cool, all right. Yay. Speaking of this profanity, um, since we're on that track yes. now, um, one of the funny notes I got for the first draft of this episode was I wrote the whole thing and I sent it off, and the first words out of Jeffrey's mouth were, "You need more profanity in this episode." 
you're writing major. She's not being filthy enough. And I was like, okay, that's a oh, new one for me. I get to say fuck more? Okay, great. Exactly. <laughs> I can do this. Uh, and there was a great moment we we had a second ago where Tommy's hearing all about the Shimizu's. He's like, yay. Oh, crap. Yep. <laughs> There's a great oh, crap moment in there. Only King reads an oh, god damn it. <laughs> And you can hear his chair even moving underneath him as he sits up realizing what that means. Yeah. That was another little trick I used underneath to uh, fill the silence is his chair is very squeaky. It's very nice, yeah, because this is, this, and to be fair, this scene is pretty much the way it was written in the outline was, mm. and then everybody sits around a table and Tommy talks. And I was like, oh, oh that's have fun, fun with that, Dave. Like, <laughs> go for it, man. Ah, uh, yes, but, you know, that. That's, uh, that's what we do around here. We, we make magic happen or something yes. like that. <laughs> and with the golden tones of Brian Reed, who mm-hmm. this is the first time we heard him this episode. We actually did not get a scene with him and Emily this episode. <sighs> that's right. They, yeah. They, they've been through a lot. They need a break as well. Yes. <laughs> so, um, so um, the title of the episode, real quick, uh, while we got a little bit of time here, uh, Queen Takes Pawn, 50 Moves to Go. Anything special on that? Because that's kind of an interesting yes! title, I thought. Oh, and of course I can't remember it off the top of my head. Let me see if I can find the reference. It's a um, it's a chess move, um, obviously. And, um... Uh, yeah, um, so in basic checkmates of... of um, of chess games, mm-hmm. um, you can do pretty much any basic checkmate under 50 moves in a game. If you hit the 50 move rule, it means that uh, that if you haven't made a if you if you haven't made a capture in the last 50 moves, then you automatically draw on the game. So the concept behind this episode was that uh, there was a you know um, the queen took the pawn. Um, and, uh, and in this case, there are now 50 moves to go. Tommy better make a move right. or there's a good chance he will end up either drawing or losing this game against the Basson right. family. Yeah. That was the idea behind yeah, it. I thought that, that was a really cool title. title and I almost forgot to mention it. So, um, thank you. I, you know, the sad thing is, is that I actually had like, uh, all of the information up when I was writing the episode and I meant to store it and I just, I didn't. Oh. So I'm sure there was more behind the choice of that, but I just don't have all of the information in front of me which is bad on me but that was basically the, the concept gotcha. behind it is the 50 rule, rule move rule is make you got to capture somebody in 50 moves or it's a draw see you learn something every day the kingery is also educational yes and i love chess references so expect to see more <laughs> ah excellent will they be going to bangkok soon oh i wish i wish it might be it might be bangkok uh, it might be fun it might be liverpool mm. We shall see. Anyway, that's uh, the episode. We've kind of actually gone a little long here, but that's okay because it's our commentary. We can do that. Um, exactly. It's my first one, okay? Right. We, we have to give you a little extra time to make up for lost time. Exactly. Um, so anyway, let us know what you think. You can find us on uh, Twitter at Pendant Web or on our new and improved website, uh, PendantAudio.com. Yeah, it looks awesome. Check it out if you haven't yet. It's um, mobile friendly. It, I love it's, that. It's great. I love it. On Facebook, uh, Tumblr, uh, we may have a MySpace. I don't know. Probably, although it probably hasn't been looked at in ages. Um, if you want to get in touch with me, you can reach me on Facebook, Dave Morgan, or on the Twitters at Flaming Toilet. And if you would like to chat with me at all, um, either for Genesis Avalon or, of course, this show, um, I am at Genesis Avalon. Hey, Very easy. That to works out great. 
So with that, uh, thank you, Kat, for joining us this time. And thank I'll be you. back here in 30-ish with uh, Perry Whittle for Episode 9. Until mm -hmm. then, we will see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye.